all who listen to this happy podcast, welcome. I am Alex Cardwell, and this is Whip Busters. Whoop a cow. <laughs> what? Whoop a cow. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Today, I got to pick the topic, which is very clear because we are talking about the most magical company on earth, the Disney Corporation. Ooh. Ooh. When you add corporation onto Disney, it makes it sound more professional. It does. Yeah. It's like, here's some kids' movies. Professional kids' movies. The the best kids' movies. Yes. So, and not yeah. just movies, but animated TV shows, live action TV shows, a whole channel, and video games. the amazing theme parks. Oh, and video games. Yeah, yeah. King, yeah. Kingdom Hearts is coming games. out real uh, soon. Yeah. Epic Mickey was my childhood. You favorite. really just named a really good game. Yes. I love Epic Mickey. Oh. Double Fine. Was it Double Fine? I think it was Double Fine Studio. Oh, shoot. That's awesome. Go ahead. I don't know what that means, but... They made a Brutal Legend and a couple other really good games. Psychonauts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to start us off on our magical podcast this week, I'm going to ask you some personal questions. We're going to talk about our personal experiences with Disney, and then I'm going to do a quick little history on the company. Good. Like the nerd I am, because this is my thing. And then we're, I created a bracket of the best Disney movies, animated only, no live actions, no sequels. And then the best Pixar movies, sequels are included because, you know, Pixar's a smaller range to choose from. And then we're going to put our best... Disney and our best Pixar up against each other. So, all right, are you all ready? I'm ready. Okay, so I know Ray's answer to this, but I don't know about you, Stephen. Have you ever been to any of the parks? No, I have not, and I really want to. Yeah, if you could go one ticket to one park, where would you go first? Which parks do I have to choose from? I don't know. Okay, there's (laughs) Disneyland in California. Okay. Disney World has four different parks. You have Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom, which is your people ask, oh, I want to go to Disney World. And I'm like, you're at Disney World. They're like, the one with the castle. I'm like, that's Magic Kingdom. Okay. We're all in Disney World. I used to work at Disney World. <laughs> this is a very common question. Um, you have Hollywood Studios, which is Ooh. a nod to the Hollywood that always was and never will be. You have Epcot, which is the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. It's where you have the World Showcase and then Futureland. Not Tomorrowland, which is a Magic Kingdom. Right. But Future World. Sorry, I said land. Future World. East and West. And you have Animal Kingdom, which is the animal park. It's a zoo. It's not a zoo. It's not a zoo. <laughs> it's like more like a safari. Kind of they have a whole safari on it that people say you will see more animals on Kilimanjaro Safari at Disney World than you will on an actual safari. I feel like I need to do a bracket for this one too, just to figure it out. And then of course you have <laughs> Shanghai Disneyland, Disneyland right. Paris, all the, the around the world ones. Shanghai is like up and coming right now that's where all the huge right the tron roller coaster they're making a beauty and the beast ride they're making they just announced yesterday that they're making a zootopia land oh, I'm so oh excited. snap okay so which one has the most roller coasters that would be hollywood studios okay because it has tower of terror and rock and roller coaster that's it that's it then mm-hmm. with um animal kingdom close second three two one go 
And then you're zero to launched. sixty in less than a second. <laughs> awesome! I'm so, oh yeah. And you just it's the only to roller coaster the with loop de loops. Oh wow! Okay. But it it is a wonderful ride. Fun fact: uh, I'm a of course, you know my name. My little brother is Tyler. So Stephen uh-huh. and Tyler. Yeah, accidental. It wasn't on purpose though. <laughs> Even in our podcast, we have Stephen and Tyler. We do exactly. Okay, so when you think the word Disney, yeah, what comes to mind? I think Mickey Mouse. Mickey First Mouse. thing I think of the I think of uh, Mickey Mouse's silhouette. It all uh, started with the mouse. Yeah, Walt Disney. I think Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie, that's a good one. Yeah, and I think, uh, oh gosh, did we have Goofy movie on here? Goofy movie is not on here. I oh, I am ashamed of myself. This. My sister's gonna kill me. That is like our movie to watch together. Is you the literally Goofy forgot movie. The, the greatest. I said pop theater. Too. It is theater releases. Was it Goofy people? Goofy the movie did not go into theaters. Sure? I am. I can look it up real fast, but I am like ninety percent okay. sure. We need to fact check this. Yeah, we do because I did. I either saw it in theater or mm-hmm. I saw it with a lot of people around. And I didn't. Well, I, I mean, type today. yeah. Come out in <laughs> theaters. I spelled like yeah. all those words wrong. Initial DVD release. Okay. June twentieth, two thousand. Okay. Straight to DVD. Gotcha. Okay, right. so that barely, barely missed. Barely. Missed. <laughs> so we almost. I almost had to redo my bracket. Almost. Yeah. The Goofy movie does hold a very, yeah. very strong place. My, I have my uh, Powerline nineteen ninety five World Tour T shirt downstairs. My girlfriend is too. A, She's got one. It's, it's amazing. Love the colors. It's very pretty. Powerline is amazing with his <laughs> hits like Stand Out and Eye to Eye. Eye to eye is the best one. At the pools at Disney World, they have like DJs and stuff and mm-hmm. like dance parties. And a couple of my roommates at Disney worked in children's entertainment or um, as a lifeguard at the pool. And they would have like dance parties and they would play eye to eye. And apparently all the kids would be like, what is this? Really? I was like, only one of the best soundtracks to Disney. A bunch of uncultured kids. Uncultured swine. Well, that is a Disney reference, or it's a Disney Pixar reference. Oh. From what? Toy Story. Look at me. That's I'm a Picasso. Right. Whatever. You uncultured swine. Because uh, he says it to Ham. Ham, the piggy bank. I, I, I remember the scene, so. Yes. Yes. So, you, you think Mickey Mouse, Race, what yes. comes to your mind? Um... Disney for me was always uh, a lot of stuff that usually doesn't actually involve Disney, I guess, um, or at least not stuff that you traditionally think of. Like a lot of people think of like Cinderella, and Mickey Mouse, and well, Mickey Mouse Characters. is usually one of the first thing that comes to my mind. Mine was always uh, Hercules, um, and that is Hercules. specifically because that was what my entire childhood uh, actually consisted around. Uh, we not only watched Hercules probably a dozen times. I had a stuffed Hercules doll, and I you actually, get all the McDonald's plastic plates. I did actually. I've eaten off of those plates. And then uh, we also had went to see the live action Hercules thing that Disney did that was like circus based or something. I forget like a what it was. Circus kind of thing. I think it was something from when I was a really really young kid. Like they even like when you went to the show 
you got to buy that's where we actually bought the stuffed hercules and we it's also got the Disney uh, on ice it, it probably was because i know they did like a big live action tarzan mm-hmm. but i don't remember it wasn't a play it was very circus-esque i think so it may have been disney on nice. ice hercules um, but the other thing was I even had like the cup that they would drink out yeah. of that was in the shape of a pillar from it. So that was what was for me for a long time was just the movie Hercules. Okay. Well, my That's answer. a solid choice. Mm-hmm. When I think Disney, I think magic and mm. memories and childhood. Because, you know, Disney's a place where you never have to grow up. And that rings true to me still to this day like never grow up I, I, I refuse to there's no fun in that never don't stop can't what never don't stop can't i don't know <laughs> just a bunch of like double negatives triple negatives but i just think i i grew up on disney i was not allowed to watch hardly anything but disney movies till i turned 13 um my family we've been going to disney since i was six our first trip was in 2001 right after 9-11 Oh, well. Wow. It was very interesting. It was, like, empty. It was pretty great first visit. <laughs> so, um, and it was during Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, which is the best time to go to Disney oh, World. Oh, gosh, yes. My whole family, we went as Peter Pan characters. I was Peter Pan. My sister was Tinkerbell. My dad was Captain Hook. And for some reason, my mom was Tiger Lily and not Wendy. That didn't make sense to me, but whatever. <laughs> But I will just, if I'm feeling super nostalgic, I'll go back and watch those home videos. I'll go back and look at those pictures. And it's amazing as a child to experience, but even as an adult to experience it through a child's eyes. And Mm -hmm. I've taken my little cousin for his first trip. I've gone with a few cousins for their first trips or... um, some of my roommates, the first time I worked down there, it was their first time ever going to the park. And I got to walk in there with them. Just getting to be there for that and see that, oh, it's magical. It's magical. <laughs> Did you have like a favorite character growing up? Yes. It's changed throughout the years. As it should. But that actually leads me to my next question. Oh, Yes. Who is your favorite Disney character? I asked a question. I don't even have one prepared for myself as far <laughs> as the answer goes. <sighs> this is like our comic book episode when Brian asked us the question. Then we were like, okay, your turn. He was like, I actually don't know. You asked us the question. Yeah, wasn't it the, like the best DC movie or yeah, the was, best superhero movie? It was one of right. those weird ones, but it was just like, you asked us the question. Um <laughs> And this isn't your favorite Disney movie. Right. Favorite Disney character. There is a big difference. Although, often, it'll be in the same range, but... Uh, Oh, man. I have a lot of favorite, like, characters from movies, but none of them, like, really, really, like, completely stand out. Mm -hmm. Except for Genie from Aladdin. Genie's a good one to get And it's not because of, you know, Rob Williams, you know, of course, passed Mm -hmm. away a couple years ago. Uh, but just I'll, I always laughed at them yeah. when I was a kid, but I didn't get the jokes until later on. Mm-hmm. And then when you rewatch it, like, shoot, maybe about three years ago I rewatched it, and the jokes were pretty spot on. Yep. Same thing for Hades and Hercules. There's a lot of Disney movies, or He's even Pixar guy. movies. You go back and watch it, and you're like, oh, yeah. that went over my head as a kid. But exactly. Like the Wingspan extension and Toy Story 2. Yeah, when mm-hmm. that one's good. Yeah. Um, I will. Oops. Oh, you're good. No, go ahead. Oh, I got one more thing. I will say that of 
every Pegasus rendition. Every version mm-hmm. of Pegasus I've seen in any film, Hercules is my favorite. Oh, yeah. And they even beats uh, Clash of the Titans. Barely. Clash of the Titans <laughs> really has a good oh, one. I love Clash of the Titans, but it's a whole different... Yeah, that's mm. a whole different thing. Yes. Um, I'd say for me, I got a, a, at least three of them for different various reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Hercules. I mean, that, that it was my favorite movie, and it was it's mostly due to him. Mm-hmm. I just really like the idea of him being this, like, from the beginning, him being this very just scrawny person that eventually became this like big hero that it was just really cool to me if you now that i think about it, it's almost like a really weird like superman story it is you think yeah. about it uh it, it's actually super close to superman <laughs> and that's really weird now that i'm thinking about it but it was that and then jim hawkins jim hawkins from correct. Treasure, treasure planet, planet. Just that was a whole aesthetic thing. The way he dressed his hair, nineties hair. It was it was fantastic. <laughs> and he drove his little surfboard ship thing. And yeah, it's, it's that movie, movie also has probably one of my favorite quotes that I repeat just con- consistently. And it's the uh, quote that uh, the pirate guy who I can't remember his Long name. Long John at the moment. Silver, I think. Was, yeah, because you know it's yeah remake it, of Treasure Island. It's, it's essentially the one for those of you who've seen the movie where. Uh, he he pretty much just starts talking about how fantastic Jim's gonna be and can't wait till he gets the cut of his sails and all that kind of fun stuff. And then my third one, which You're is not gonna do the actual quote though. I'm not gonna do the full one on this, you unfortunately. Get the of greatness, greatness in you. In you. Um, that whole thing's just fantastic. <laughs> and my last one, which kind of comes <clears throat> out of nowhere, I, in a way, is. The demolition expert guy from uh, Atlantis? Journey to Atlantis. Okay, just okay. he has just like some of my favorite movies. Quotes from that movie are from him when they're all like, "Oh gosh, there's this big like cavern. Like, what do we do?" And he just blows up this rock, and he's like, "Look, I made a bridge." <laughs> <laughs> it was just so he was just so stale the so. entire time. Never really gets much excitement. But every time he talks, it's fantastic. So what I'm getting from this is you're a fan of the post-Renaissance era. Correct? I'd say so. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that more yeah. later. Because yeah. that, that, that Disney could be broken down into several eras. But I mean, if we're doing like pre, it's always, it's always Donald Duck. Donald Duck. Yeah. Oh, I love Donald. And he's number one. Oh. <gasps> He'll tell you. Oh, yeah, he is. His little nephews. And if you actually use a Mickey pen in the uh, in the parks, like get him to sign it, he'll like toss it to the side and get his own uh, really? Donald mm-hmm. pen and sign That's things. That's so cool. Yeah, and he'll sign Donald Duck number one. Good. He, he's And if you're wearing a Mickey hat or even mini clothes, he, he'll give you a hard time because he's number one. Good. <laughs> but, um... My favorite characters growing up was easily, I was that kid in elementary school that was obsessed with Stitch. Stitch was okay. my thing. I watched the TV show. I literally have a collection that takes over my entire bed at my old house of Stitch plush animals. And I had all the toys. One of my favorite toys growing up was like this little Stitch, uh, like an action figure thing, but kind of mm-hmm. like a rubber duck kind of thing and you would put them in the water and it would you would squeeze it and you know it would take in the water yeah and then you would squeeze it again and he'd spit it out and it was supposed to be like his acid spit mm-hmm. and it had the little guard from the first beginning of the little 
hammerhead looking guard and it was like a little target and you'd have to knock over the target with his spit like that was the <laughs> coolest thing but as i've gotten older and i've gotten a husband i now have a favorite Ooh. disney couple oh. and that would be rapunzel and one eugene fitzherbert flynn rider for you noobs out there <laughs> that yeah you just yeah. try and pull in like gamer slang in your yes, disney podcast i did am i doing this cross-cutting genre <laughs> thing right yeah totally okay. no i feel if i was put into a movie and race was put into a movie it's tangled where rapunzel and eugene it's and now with the tv show it just yeah. Extenuates that even more. I don't think I used that word correctly. But <laughs> <laughs> I am a very big fan of Tangled. It's great. I don't think Tangled gets enough love. And I haven't seen a lot of it, I would say, but it, like I think I've seen like the last thirty minutes of it and <gasps> I really enjoyed it. You're missing the best part. I know, then. I know. There's there's a lot of films I haven't seen, mm-hmm. but I think Tangled might be one of two on the list. I can't remember the other one that I haven't seen all the way. You're interested. I have all of these movies, most likely. There are some that I only have. No, a, I do have I all, but I, I, there's some I don't have. And those are all on VHS. So yeah. I have those on VHS, but not DVD. Some of the newer ones I don't have, like uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, because it's not out yet. Yeah, but, that's um, true. I don't have the first Wreck-It Ralph. <gasps> I know. I'm ashamed. Mm. But um, that brings me to my last question. You don't have to have been to the parks or anything for this. What is your like biggest, most favorite Disney memory? Oh, man. Okay. <clears throat> I don't think any memory that I have is going to be recent like, at that's all. That's okay. And that's good. That's okay. It's all like childhood. So, Ooh, man. Give me a second. All right. Ray, yeah. do you want to go to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, why not? Uh, so, uh, for me, Disney was just a, I won't say like a kid thing, because that makes it sound uh, rude. like it's just for children. Because a lot mm. of the stuff they put in it uh, nowadays, you can kind of watch it at any age, because there's little jokes and stuff that can be uh, understood as you continue and watch them when you get older. One of my favorite sort of Disney memories from when I was a kid, I would, I mean, it's probably not even like from when I was a kid. Uh, my favorite Disney memory, and I guess this doesn't really have much to do with uh, Disney as a company or anything like that, but for me, it was probably the when I uh, proposed to you. That was probably my favorite oh, Disney memory. Yeah, we're about to get really my sappy. Answer. We're about to get really sappy. Oh in here. gosh! See, this I'm is, in this the could middle. be a Disney movie itself, y'all. <laughs> so I'm in the middle of this love fest. I'm yeah. feeling just love. It's insane. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it was just really it was just really nice just because it's I guess it does kind of tell about Disney as a company because it wasn't even like a movie or anything like that because there's lots of good stuff for me with disney movies and little things that have happened because i'll I'm, i've never been super big into disney as i like got my teenage years and up it was mainly just a thing from when i was a kid that i super enjoyed it and there's a few things like 
Treasure Planet and Journey to Atlantis and stuff like that, I would still occasionally watch. It's Atlantis, The Lost Empire. But... Yeah. So, <gasps> um, yeah, it's not Journey to the Center of Atlantis. That's a completely different movie. Oh, wow. Um, but the thing for me was just how great they were able to set it up and uh, just how great the staff is and stuff there. You work there and stuff like that, so you already know kind of the trainings and stuff like that they probably have to go through and all that. Ooh, but and it's extensive. <laughs> we can do a whole episode on just that. The entire oh, time man. we were there and planning everything, the people that uh, helped us coordinate everything, the people that showed us what <clears throat> options and stuff were available for when I tried to do the proposal and all that kind of stuff because I didn't want to be the traditional thing in front of the castle because you had already told me that was something you kind of didn't want if we ever did get to a point where we would get you know to an engagement point and that kind of thing so they were very nice they always contacted us and then even the day of they helped us plan this ruse and stuff that very much equaled out to what we really needed and it was just it's just fantastic they definitely know what they're doing super trained never had a bad time while uh doing that or having any uh trips or anything there so just at least the way they kind of approach things is very very nice it was a very tangled-esque proposal he took me out on a boat on uh out in the seven seas lagoon which is like the big it's not a lake it's a lagoon right in front of magic kingdom Kingdom. and we went out on the boat and they made me think that we had won the the experience kind of thing not exactly won it but some opportunities came around we got to go on I was just like, okay, cool, let's go. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, and it was just me, him, and his family. My family was supposed to be at my cousin's house out of town. And next thing I know, I turn around, and both of our whole families Aww. are there. And he's down on his knee, and it, the fireworks, like, it was magical, y'all. <laughs> it was so good. Like, I'm trying not to cry thinking about it. It's, it was great. He took my answer, so now I got to think of a new answer. <laughs> I've got a. So you go. Ahead. Yeah, I, I don't have like a like a number one definitive, so I'm just gonna oh, do yeah. like a kind of a rapid fire of like <laughs> my favorite memories. So uh, going way back, um, Lion King. I remember watching the film once in theaters, then seeing it dozens of times when I was a kid when we got it on VHS. You mm-hmm. know, the big white VHS. Oh with yeah. The, yeah, the cutting edges. And I remember memorizing every bit of that movie as mm-hmm. a kid. Every single line, every oh, yes. song. As one does. Mm-hmm. And then me, my sister, my cousin, and my stepsister, we went to a park, and I was living in Florida at the time, and we would sit there on a bench, and we had all the figurines from a McDonald's or Burger King or whatever, mm-hmm. and we'd act out the whole movie oh, yes. verbatim right there on a park bench. And... Like, I didn't know my cousin and my stepsister watched the movie or even, like, mm-hmm. seen it. And we just sat there and just flawlessly did the whole movie. It was <laughs> great. I loved it. Um, another one, I want to kind of bring it down a little bit. Um, I remember first time really, truly bawling at a movie recently, and it was up. That first ten minutes? Uh, yep. Oh, uh, that one. It's, I, I had to actually, like, get up from my bed. Go outside and take a breather and contemplate, like, what am I doing? (laughs) This is sad. Try watching that in the theater with your grandparents. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, and then another one, last one, because uh, I think the other ones were just bleh, is, oh my gosh, what was it? Okay, Kingdom Hearts, when it first came out. Woo! Uh, I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan, so I'm instantly into the premise. And at the time, I was very edgy, I guess. So I was like, oh, <laughs> Disney stuff in my Final Fantasy? That's dumb. I don't like this. This is for children. Years later, <laughs> when unemployed, didn't have anything else to do, so I sat there and opened up Kingdom Hearts and played it. Holy moly, did I have a fun time. <laughs> I also had a uh, Kingdom Hearts, or had Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, mm-hmm. I played that right afterwards. And I think I had, like, oh my gosh. Just, I just had a fun time. It just, it just felt like I was a kid the whole time, and it took my mind away from like not having a job yeah. and being down the dumps the whole time. So that's like one of the big things about Disney. It's, yeah, it's escapism to the finest degree, and just having Nightmare Before Christmas in both of them. Full disclosure: Those are some of the best like costumes in the game too. Right. Easily, I have never played Kingdom Hearts. I honestly think you. Really I've always wanted to, but yes. as we've said in, in previous episodes, I grew up only having Nintendo systems. Right. So I was never able to play it. That should so. be the one game, one New Year's resolution that you should start. I, I need to play it. And I have them all. I, I'm no expert. Okay, you have them all? Yeah. Okay. I'm no expert on them. I've only played one, two, and I'm going to play three. Uh, but whew, they're great. They're fantastic. They're not too hard either. Yeah. Like you and me already talked like, Kingdom Hearts is uh, how me and my brother got into Final Fantasy. That's yeah. why my name and his phone is is a Squall Lionheart right. because of that <laughs> game. And still, uh, Kingdom Hearts One still probably has my favorite outfit that Cloud ever wears. It's with just, the yeah, with the black wing on and the metal looking arm and the red like that was just amazing looking. Um, so that's it's it's almost tryhardy, but at the same time, it's really really cool. So and I'm still shocked that's not the uh, costume that they've put in for him in Smash. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a little shocking to me because I was like, that's a lot of people's like thing, and they had that as their IP for a while because uh, or not it wasn't their full intellectual property, but they had it for quite a few of their systems for a while. Uh, Kingdom Hearts because they had it on the Game Boy Advance. They had it on at least two or three DS games. Right. And so I was kind of shocked they didn't keep the costume for it. But yeah, that is kind of a little weird. Um, but they also swapped it, I think, immediately to the one from Advent Children after the first game. I think he's wearing the Advent Children costume in the second one. He's got... Um, oh, wait. You're talking about in Kingdom Hearts 2? Yeah, I think he's wearing Advent Children's costume. Isn't I don't it? recall. I think it's happening. so. I have to get back to you on that one. So, but anyways, it, it they made a fantastic game out of that. Anyways, Alex, on back to you. What is your Disney moment? I guess since you took the engagement from me, <laughs> I gotta say my best moment. This is gonna be a very wide memory, but the opportunity of actually getting to work for Disney was by far one of the best experiences I've ever had. I worked there spring 2015. I worked at Epcot at Mission Space, running the ride there. And then again, spring 
2018, this last year, I worked at Toy Story Mania in Hollywood Studios. And so I just got to get trained with the company and just learn about how they operate and just getting to learn their guest relations there and see how far they're willing to just go to make Mm. things magical was amazing. I got to meet people from literally all over the world. I got to work with some amazing people. I got to hang out with kids and families all day. And I got getting, you know, like I said, Disney makes me think of magic. And getting to be the person to create that magic was one of the coolest experiences of my life. And literally, it is such a big part of my life and such a strong emotional tide to me that I I will never regret it. And if I could do it again, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Heck yeah. Woo! So... Moving on from our personal things to our little history lesson. I'm going to do a brief history, and then we will go on to our top picks. It's learning time. It's learning learning time. Loading time. <laughs> loading time. Time to load up some Load learns. up some knowledge. So, as one might believe. Is the thumbsticks? Yes. What? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Inside joke. You're good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, way to isolate the audience and me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Walter Elias Disney was born in Chicago, Illinois on December 5th, 1901. He grew up with his family, and they weren't the richest people in the world. When he was really young, he moved to um, Marceline, Missouri, and they lived on a little farm, and he talks about that those were his best childhood memories. And when you go to Disney World or Disneyland, Main Street is actually modeled after Marceline, Missouri. Hmm. So you didn't know that? Nope. I thought you knew that. Okay, yeah. So it, because those were his favorite memories and he wanted to share that with other people. Um, he always grew up drawing and being creative. Uh, when he was too long, young to actually enlist, he joined the army. He was a ambulance driver and he did a lot of art and stuff on his ambulance and around the world and he worked for different companies where he went, newspapers, stuff like that. And one day he grabbed his brother Roy and was like, we're going to start a company. We're going to be cartoonists. And they did just that. The first few attempts weren't very successful. They were in terms of popularity but a lot of stuff happened to him like a company stole his rights uh oswald the lucky rabbit epic mickey you know him um another uh they took a lot of his artists and just he he had a lot of stuff pushing him down but he Mm -hmm. continued to push through and he created the walt disney company in um 1923 October 16th, 1923. It wasn't called the Walt Disney Company at the time, but it's what we know today as the Walt Disney Company. It's still super funny to me how they got Oswald back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You remember how we were talking about Epic Mickey earlier? That's the whole reason they got Oswald back. They were like, we want this character. I remember this character. And they had to trade, I think it was an announcer or something like that. They traded a real live person to this group that 
own the rights to Oswald still. Right. Can you imagine being a living human being that got traded for a <laughs> fictional character? Uh, I thought that was super funny. I mean, that's... At first, I was thinking, like, yeah, people get traded all the time in, like, sports. But for a cartoon character, that's... that's that is I'd neat knowledge. Yeah, can you imagine yeah. being on a real-life, like, baseball team, and then they're like, hey, uh, one of our uh, producer guys needs uh, us to have the rights to this game, so uh, we're going to trade you to, like, the Red Sox. <laughs> we're going to trade you to the Baltimore Orioles, which was the worst team last year, by the way, a little extra knowledge, and I won't hijack this uh, conversation much longer, <laughs> for cash considerations. Cash considerations is a, apparently a most traded player. Hmm. Imagine getting traded for like a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> that sucks. Go ahead. <laughs> but Walt's imagination and Roy's financial knowledge, Walt would have never been able to do everything he did without Roy. Mm-hmm. People give Walt lots of credit, but Roy was his right-hand man. Um, they were just groundbreaking. The first cartoon with synchronized sound. The first full-length animated feature with color and synchronized sound. Just so the first... There there were theme parks at the time, but nothing like Disneyland when it came out. They just pushed the boundaries, and they continue to push it till this day. Walt said himself, Disneyland, and he didn't say Disney World because it wasn't completed by the time he passed away, but mm-hmm. it'll never be done. It'll continue to grow. And so will the company, and clearly this company has grown. It is only a matter of time before they take over the world, and I will be okay with that. <laughs> so it, we, I am have a list of all the animated movies, like I said, animated only, theatrical releases only, and they have been broken down into eras. Um, you start off with your golden age, which is 1937 to 1942. Some people will have this listed as longer, but I have it like mm-hmm. the, the more broken down yeah. the kind of thing. Um, this era was described as the brilliant classic fairy tales. It includes Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, and Bambi. These were the groundbreaking films that it just blew people away. and People had never seen anything like this before, and... It was awesome. And there's actually some cool history between the Golden Age and some um, parallels within it and the post-Renaissance, but I might get into that later. I don't know. It's not that important. Uh, Then World War II hit, which Uh sent us into the package era. It changed things a lot because a lot of the animators got pulled into the war. Mm -hmm. Not as soldiers, though. They got pulled in to do... um, Propaganda? Propaganda films. Oh, okay. So, the package era is from 1942 to 1949. It is described as war-affected films containing segments. So, it's a lot of your films where it's just a bunch of short little little videos to music kind of thing. Um, Often with some live action in it as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of mary poppins-esque but not quite 
this includes Saludos Amigos, Three Cabrieros, Make Mine Music, Fun and Fancy Free, Melody Time, and The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. So short films compiled into one big film. Uh, a lot of these involved going around the world and making little clips about these areas. Mm-hmm. Um, that leads us into the Silver Silver Age from 1950 to 1967. It is a, quote-unquote, mm. a return to technical brilliance without extending it. Mm. It includes Cinderella, which is uh, Walt Disney's favorite bit of animation, by the way. Really? Her scene where her dress transforms. Yes. That was his favorite. Awesome. His favorite song was Feed the Birds from Mary Poppins. Okay. But um, uh, Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, The Sword in the Stone, and The Jungle Book were all part of the Silver Age. Then we got into the Bronze Age, 1970 through 1988, which was described as a creative dead zone. What's like creative (laughs) dead zone? All right. Uh, That includes the Aristocats, Robin Hood, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, the Rescuers, the Fox and the Hound, Black Cauldron, the Great Mouse Detective, Mm. and Oliver and Company. Isn't uh, Black Cauldron the one that almost sent Disney under? Yeah. That's crazy. Which is really weird to me because I didn't know this as a child, and I really liked the Black Cauldron, despite how scary the the main dude was. Yeah. We were talking about this at work the other day. I think it was me and Hunter. And he kept getting Black Cauldron confused with the Sword in the Stone. And the more I thought about it, I was like, you're, yeah. you're pretty close. I mean, there is a guy who, with a magic sword, <laughs> and it is to defeat the bad dudes. And it's it's pretty close. <laughs> but there's a very scary lich-looking dude in the, that. I, I think he is actually a lich now that I remember. And Princess Alanwi. Hello, yeah. I'm Princess Alanwi. Uh, quick question. Mm-hmm. Oliver and Company, what year did they come out? Was like was that, that like that's tail 1988. end? Nineteen eighty eight. Eighty eight. Okay, so I remember as like this is how old I am. Mm-hmm. I remember watching the commercials for it as a kid. Really? And it was coming out in theaters and I remember uh I would assume I haven't actually like I don't remember names very well, but Oliver's mm-hmm. a cat, right? Yes. Okay. And I remember him walking over the grate and it, like the the yeah. air was like yeah. pushing With his fur Dodger. or whatever. And I remember Why that scene. I worry? Yeah. And then when it was re-released uh, a couple years back, mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second. I've seen this before. There's no way this is just now coming out. Did it get delayed? What's going on? Uh, the vault. The classic yeah. Disney vault. They'll take movies and they'll put it into the vault and you cannot purchase it until it comes yep. back out of the vault. Hunter World Dalmatians did the same thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, all all of these have yeah. been in and out of the vault at one point or another. Um See, I'm descri- I'm the thing that I'm like most shocked by is the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh in this because that is one of Disney's biggest like character, yeah, like group of characters. You know, everybody knows Pooh, everybody knows Tigger, Piglet, the whole Hundred Acre Woods gang, and that was in the middle of the creative dead zone, like. That blows my mind. <laughs> and I, a lot yeah. of these, I'm personally insulted that they're described as a creative dead zone, but I'm yeah. just like shocked that Winnie the Pooh is in there. Because I'm a huge fan of Fox and the Hound, Oliver yeah. and Company, Great Mouse Detective was one of my favorite ones. It's so good. Growing up. but And the Aristocats. Mm-hmm. Some of these I agree with, like 
The Black Cauldron and the Sword in the Stone. Didn't Oliver but... and company have Cheech from Cheech and Chong as the Chihuahua? Cheech I Marin? Know. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I see the Sword in the Stone. In the... Sorry, the Sword in the Stone. I remember just random era. facts from movies. <laughs> well, it's a. Uh, it's supposed to be Oliver Twist. It's it's a reimagination of oh, Oliver Twist. Didn't know that. Yeah. This makes so much sense. You know, a lot of uh, Disney, a lot of early Disney movies are reimaginations. Right. Well, a yeah. lot of modern Disney movies are because uh, if we did uh, Lion King is Hamlet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lion King two is Romeo and Juliet. Okay. And Lion King three is another Shakespeare. Or one and a half. No. It's not Macbeth. <laughs> it's another Shakespeare one, and I can't remember what it, it's like. The Fool and the Bard, or something. I, oh, okay. So one of the like lesser known ones. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember the name. See, I was just going from the fact of Cinderella not being what Cinderella is actually written as. but Well, none of the Brothers Grimm yeah. fairy does. Snow White is not what it's written as, but Snow White was Walt Disney's favorite fairy tale. Oh. And when he was thinking, I want to do a fairy tale, that was the first one. And when he was pulling his animators in to do it, they were like, no, Walt, we can't do this. This is crazy. And he got up there and he acted he he put all his animators in one room and he acted out the whole movie by himself. Huh. In front of them and they're like, sold. We'll do this. <laughs> Heck yeah. He did different voices. He like got the apple and like put a, a thing over his head to look like the witch and there's some really good footage of him doing like oh, it's such a great moment. Um that brings us to one of the most well known Disney eras, the Disney Renaissance. A quote unquote, a return to the lost fairy tale glory from 1989 to 1999. This mm-hmm. includes movies like The Little Mermaid, The Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, Pocahontas, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, and Tarzan. Hercules, Hercules. I thought it was interesting that all these movies, it was one year after the other. 89, 90, 90, 93 was the only year that a movie did not come out. Hmm. Lion King came out in 92, right? Uh, 94. 94, okay. Mm-hmm. I could have sworn it was 93, but... 94. Okay. But, uh... Commercial may have came out in 93. <laughs> it could have. Yeah. A lot of these movies came out around October, uh, November, or at least now they do. I don't know if that's how they used to, but Thanksgiving weekend is usually when all the big Disney movie comes out. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that leads us into the post-Renaissance 1999 to ni- or, sorry, 1999 to 2007 described as a creative funk. 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 Kind of like a which, recession, but not a dead zone. Which also insults me because yeah. some of my favorite movies, some of your favorite movies are in this. Uh, this includes Fantasia 2000. That is not included as one of my favorite movies. Okay. Whatever. Um, I doubt it's if anyone's. The dinosaur, not the di- dinosaur, you know, like mm-hmm. the ride in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I believe that one. <laughs> Emperor's New Groove. What? I know. Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Okay. Lilo and Stitch. Treasure Planet. Brother Bear. Home on the Range. Chicken Little. Meet the Robinsons. 
and Bolt. Sorry, I said till 2007. It's till 2008 because Bolt Home came out in 2008. Range? You don't that remember was... Home on the Range? It's a bunch of cows and they live on this farm and the farm's about to be sold and they have to stop this evil yodeling man that hypnotizes cows with his yodeling. Oh, yeah. To I get it, that it, it is a creative I'm starting funk, to believe the but... creative <laughs> funk portion. Hey, guys, what Some should we these... do a movie about? I don't know. My my kid was telling me about dinosaurs last time. Dinosaur. There we go. Hey, that is a great ride. Yeah. Hello there. It's your, I'm one heck of a paleontologist, if I do say so myself. <laughs> yeah, ride movies are different. Um, yeah, the, the movie isn't that great, but but, but the, the, the Emperor's New Groove, Atlanta, Lilo and Stitch, Treasure yeah. Planet, and Brother Bear. That makes me angry. <laughs> What's really weird is they were super proud of Lilo and Stitch because of the watercolor backgrounds and the styling. And that all brings that me kind back to the whole. It, it it mirrors the Golden Age a lot because Dumbo came right after Fantasia and Fanta and Pinocchio. Those were really expensive movies with the animated animation style they did. So they did Dumbo in a watercolor type of animation, and it was a lot cheaper to do. Well, Stitch came out after. Atlantis and Emperor's New Groove and Fantasia 2000, another Fantasia. Mm -hmm. Like, all these movies were expensive movies and they didn't have as much money. So Lilo and Stitch was cheaper to do by doing watercolor backgrounds and stuff like that. And What were you saying, Stephen? I, I cut you off. I'm what sorry. Was, was I saying anything? I guess. I don't You're think I was. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Thought you were I think I was through my throat, maybe. Oh, okay. Still reeling from the sickness, so. Oh. Yeah. And then finally, we enter the Disney revival from 2009 to the present. It is expanding the empire, because you know it's officially an empire. This includes movies. Yeah, uh, Star it started Wars and Marvel, with, yeah. Uh, Star Wars <laughs> and Marvel are not included in this list. Um <laughs> So the Disney revival started with Princess and the Frog, which was another groundbreaking right. mm -hmm. movie. Um, Tangled, mm -hmm. Winnie the Pooh, the the remake, the 2011 one that that had the song in the trailer. That if you have, it's the only one on this list, or it's one of the only two on this list that I have not seen. Um, Wreck It hmm. Ralph, Frozen, Big Hero Six, Zootopia, Moana, and Ralph Breaks the Internet. Ralph Breaks the Internet and Winnie the Pooh are the only two movies on this list that I have not seen. Oh, wow. Hmm. But that brings us... That, that, that is the breakdown of the Disney history. Okay. Moving on to Pixar. Pixar started in 1974 with some college guys. And um, they didn't actually team with Disney until 1986. And they teamed up with them just on a bunch of little projects, and they did some animation. Like, Pixar had, like, copyrighted this animation style, mm -hmm. and Disney worked with them so they could use that. But that happened in 1986, but Disney did not buy Pixar until 2006. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but their first big Disney-Pixar movie... Mm-hmm. Can you guess which one it is? Toy Story. Toy Story. 1995... Yep. Toy Story. 95 was a great year. 95 was a great year. Yeah, I was born that year. I was born that year. Oh, snap. Well, I mean, I just named it. I just come to say 95 just feels like a really good year. It was. It was fantastic. <laughs> Toy Story, yeah. Pocahontas. I was living in Florida. Wow, really? You were living in Florida and you've never been to Disney World? Panama City. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That wow. Makes I went to Miracle Strip. 
So right. we have Toy Story in 1995, Bugs Life in 1998, Toy Story 2 in 1999, Monsters, Inc. 2001, Finding Nemo 2003, Incredibles 2004, Cars 2006, Ratatouille 2007, Wally 2008, Up 2009, Whoa. 2010 was Toy Story 3. They made this specifically because the kids growing up with Toy Story 1995 were graduating high school and going into college. Well thought out. Well thought out. They would do this again later on. We'll get to that. Cars 2 came out in 2011. It's a trash garbage movie. I would. It makes me mad to include it on this list. Uh, Brave came out in 2012. Another big deal. That is Pixar's one and only princess. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. She's the Mm -hmm. only Pixar princess. But she is still included in the Disney princess lineup. And a lot of princesses are not. There's whole theories on this. Matt Matt Pat, the the film theory guy, he's done like a whole series on it. It's really fascinating. Interesting. Um, Pixar did again with Monsters University. The kids grew up watching Monsters, Inc., including myself and Race. Uh, I graduated in 2013. That is the year Monsters University came out, where the monsters were going to college. It was a prequel, but I just remember um, uh, like I don't remember much about that movie. I may remember the mom like listening to death metal in yeah, her car. Yeah, that's great. Um, a funny thing about when you're at Disney World and you see the college program kids—that's how I did worked for Disney. It's a college internship. Almost all the college program kids have the Monsters University baseball cap, including myself. You could spot the college kids around the parks with that cap. Um, Inside Out came out in 2015. Good Dinosaur also came out in 2015. Finding Dory came out 2016. Cars 3 came out 2017. Coco 2017. And Incredibles 2 came out this last year in 2018. Oh, yes. I love Pixar so much. I'm a big Pixar fan myself. Uh, clearly, I worked at yeah. Toy Story and <laughs> Pixar Place at Hollywood Studios, so which is mainly just Toy Story Street featuring Cruise Ramirez from Cars Three. But I digress. Quick question before we get into like the the brackets and stuff. Yes. Um, the and I could be completely wrong about everything about this, but that really sought after restaurant that you have to reserve like 30 40 years ahead of time or something like that is that real which one are we talking about oh, okay so it is I, I, that's a bit of an exaggeration yeah. but yeah there's one that's like has like an extremely long waiting list and it costs like so much money to like eat there and it's like hidden in a like a random place i don't know maybe uh, clicking the dots here it's not a restaurant it's a club club, club 33 okay. gotcha to be in club 33 is like a big deal. Yeah. And I met my first Club 33 people this last time working at Disney. And you get like this. It looks like one of those black credit cards. Right. And they're like, here you go. I could get in the front of any line. Like, oh, okay. So super VIP. Yeah. It's super. And I had never seen it before. So I was like, this is fake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. And especially because they came up to us when I was working at Toy Story. The ride was being under construction at the time. And we right. weren't taking fast passes during this like few weeks and they came up to me with the club 33 pass and like this is our fast pass i'm like haha that's funny because we're not doing fast passes right now and they're like um excuse me i'm club 33 and i'm like oh wait what (laughs) 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 you're one of those 
Like that is a life goal. If I ever become a multi, you have to be like a multimillionaire. Yeah. And Club Thirty Three is a, it's a big deal. I've only read like small little bits and stories about like people who've been able to like be part of it, mm-hmm. even through like extended family. They or have a restaurant to themselves in the California. Yeah. Um, part in Disneyland, but um, yeah. That's awesome. It's a thing. It's a thing. Okay, so it is real. Yes. Yes. So. We brackets. have our movie brackets. Do we want to go through? I could just say who's versus what just as a quick through so they can hear. And then we'll talk about which ones were hard for us and our final things. Sure. Or... Okay. Yeah. So we have Snow White versus Saludos Amigos. Cinderella versus Aristocats. Little Mermaid versus 2000, uh, Fantasia 2000. The Princess and the Frog versus T- Pinocchio. I can't talk today. <laughs> Three Caballeros versus Alice in Wonderland. Robin Hood and the Rescuers Down Under. Dinosaur versus Tangled. Fantasia versus Make Mine Music. Peter Pan versus The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Beauty and the Beast and Emperor's New Groove. The new Winnie the Pooh and Dumbo. Fun and Fancy Free versus Lady and the Tramp. The Rescuers versus Aladdin. Atlantis, The Lost Empire versus Wreck-It Ralph. Um, Bambi versus Melody Time. Sleeping Beauty versus The Fox and the Hound. Lion King versus Lilo and Stitch. Frozen versus The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. 101 Dalmatians and the Black Cauldron. Pocahontas, Treasure Planet. Big Hero 6 and The Sword and the Stone. The Great Mouse Detective versus The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Brother Bear versus Zootopia. The Jungle Book versus Oliver and Company, Hercules versus Home on the Range, Moana versus Mulan, Chicken Little versus Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Tarzan versus Meet the Robinsons. So we could go through that first, and then we'll break down the. Um, yeah, Pixar. Pixar. Now I will say though that I, I, don't, I don't think we should go through every single matchup. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's just, what I was saying. Okay. Like our top. These were yeah. the ones that were really hard for us, and then here's how our final okay okay results. So like spent a lot of time on the first, and they just kind of go into like the top. Okay, yeah, awesome. Uh, me personally, I didn't really have like a really hard one on the Disney side mm-hmm. uh, first starting off. Besides, uh, I th- I think Sleep Beauty and Fox the Hound was like my hardest one. Yeah, because. Both films are vastly different, but I love both of them for different reasons. Yeah. So, see, it was really hard. I had, I'm a fan of every Disney movie. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, or most every Disney movie. But Cinder, uh, Sleeping Beauty has never been one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. But this last time I've been at, I met so many people that this was their end all be all Disney movie. And I'm like, I don't get it. That's because I'm But then. Maleficent, yeah. yes, but also Prince Philip was the first Disney prince with personality. Okay. So that was a big thing. And then a lot of the girls just liked the character of Aurora herself. And Briar Rose, Sleeping Beauty, that's all the same person. Gotcha. But um, then I watched it with some of them, and they, they gave me a newfound appreciation for it. Good, but, good. Yeah. I, too, struggled with um something versus the fox and the hound what was mine fox and the hound versus beauty and the beast 
that wasn't the original breakdown, but as like right. my brackets started going down, it was Fox and Hound versus Beauty and the Beast. I was like, <sighs> <sighs> that is one movie that will never fail to make me cry. Like when it gets to the goodbye it may seem forever, farewell is like the end. I'm like, I'm done. I'm lost. I, <laughs> and the ending when he's like, we'll always be friends, right? And I'm just like, you know. But oh gosh, it breaks my heart. Race? Did you struggle with any? Not particular. Um, there were some of them that I was like, I don't really know which of these two. I kind of figured which one would end up winning, so I really wasn't worried about a ton of it. Mm-hmm. But my one of my hardest ones was probably me trying to decide between Treasure Planet and Hercules. Yeah. Once I got it to near the end results, essentially, that was when it started getting a little bit harder for me. Yeah. But that was that was really about it. I feel like with a lot of mine, it was breaking down, okay, this one has a really strong nostalgic feel to me. Right. And a very close personal attachment versus this one is just the better movie kind of thing. Like Dumbo made it pretty high because that was like mine and my mom's movie. That's the lullaby she sang to me growing up and all this stuff. But I'm like, it's not the Mm -hmm. best movie. For but me, I just have a close personal attachment to it. For me, the thing. easiest way for me to get through it was just look at the two that were next to each other. Whichever one popped in my head first was the one mm-hmm. that ended up winning. Mm-hmm. So it made it a lot easier for me because I didn't just like go, okay, well, I really like this scene or this scene. I was just like, okay, this one or this one. Okay, that scene popped in my head. We'll do this one because that's the first thing that happened. Right. So mm-hmm. it was really, it, that made it a lot easier uh, because I didn't have to actually go through and do a whole like movie critic thing in my head on each of them. Yeah. My method was if if I was picking between one or two of them, which movie would I want to watch right now? If I had to watch movie, sit down and do it, which mm-hmm. one am I more apt to watch? And it's that's not like, one. oh, I haven't seen this movie, so that's the answer. No. It's if I've seen both of them, which one am I going to sit there and enjoy more at this moment? And it would be that. Yeah, I went back the other day on Netflix and I just looked up Disney movies, and it's a lot of the Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Um, Hercules, like all those. I'm like, I don't know what to watch. I ended up watching 101 Dalmatians, a live action okay. movie with Glenn Close. But that is the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Really? Yeah. That's, again, like 101 Dalmatians is not the best movie, but I have a close yeah. personal attachment to it. Good. I collect Dalmatian, 101 Dalmatian trinkets and stuff like that, the ornaments from McDonald's and... Oh, yeah. All that. We're ha- um, I'm a teacher. Our 100th day of school is next week, and everybody does, oh, dress like a 100-year-old person. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm doing the 101st day of school, and we're doing, I'm going to be Corella DeVille, and all my kids are going to be little Dalmatians. <laughs> so that's how I'm doing it, because 101 Dalmatians is bay. But moving mm-hmm. on. Um, what ended up being, do y'all want to do your top two or top three? Uh, I did my top four. Top four? Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty... The top three have always been the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a surprise fourth because the one bracket I did before had... It was a bracket of 64, I think, but did not include my number four on there. And so it actually, just based on the bracket, just was able mm-hmm. to cruise on by. Yeah. See, so, the, the, the brackets make things difficult because... Yeah. It knocks some things out earlier than you would personally want it to be because it's up against like your favorite early on you know what i mean so yeah it's like jungle book was knocked out pretty early for me and that's insane because 
every now and then when I start to get a little tipsy or drunk or whatever and I'm like, I got to scratch my back. I start singing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. My dad says that is the best soundtrack in a Disney movie. That you will. It's up that there. He, he, we were watching Big Hero 6. Right. And he's like, what happened to Disney music? You went to smooth jazz from the Jungle Book and now it's Fall Out Boy. And then lo and behold, <laughs> Fall Out Boy does a cover of I Want to Be Like You from the Jungle okay. Book. I was about to bring out <laughs> Ghostbusters 1, and it's the worst cover I've ever heard of anything in my yeah. life. But we're not talking about that. That's not a, Disney. He, they, they did a cover of Yeah. I Want to Be Like You <laughs> on the soundtrack, Oh My Disney, it, which is a bunch of Disney covers. Like so, Disney Mania back in the day, which yes, I freaking love Disney Mania, y'all. I feel that for the grand finale of the top four, I think you should do it last. Okay. I'm going to start with mine because I think I'm less in tune with Disney than... I'm, if, me, if me and Race had a Disney fight, who would win? You would probably, right? I'm married to the Disney so, freak. So, yeah, probably. so I'm going to go first. Um, that's our own little bracket. <laughs> <laughs> um, starting at number four, Rescuers Down Under. Oh. Really? Yes. See, that's yes. my least favorite. Really? I'm not a big Rescuers fan. I Growing up, I liked Australia. A lot. Yeah. I cool. loved everything to do with it. I used to watch Steve Irwin all the time. Uh, Me even, too. Yes. Uh, Crocodile Dundee, things like that. And I would do all my book reports on Australia because no one picked Australia. So I yeah. would do that. And uh, I had a whole page on boomerangs and I don't remember anything of it. But it snuck in my top four based on the bracket itself. So I yeah. thought that was pretty neat. But... The top three have always been my top three, and it just happened to be that way with the bracket itself. So, uh, of course, four, Rescuers Down Under. Three, Lion King. Two, Aladdin. That's a very close thing. I could, I could swatch, uh, swatch, swap those, and it really wouldn't matter. But I just feel like Aladdin edges it over yeah. more often than not. And number one, Hercules. So I wonder if that's like a guy thing. Like, Hercules is... Very it's, favored among boys. It's very superhero esque. Yeah. Roman mythology. Um, it's got scary, well, as a kid, scary images. Yeah. 80s. Uh, the, the Hydra, which River was Sticks. in CGI for some reason. Totally different animation quality. And it's yes. just like a really weird thing to watch now. But And I'm, I'm, cool. I'm cool. Megara being my first official Disney crush. Because I'm a damsel. I'm in distress. I could handle it. Because she's so mean. Sassy. Yeah. yeah. And she's not like all like, help me, but she wants to be helped. Yeah. But it's more like, I'm a tough woman, whatever. Yeah. And that's the kind of personality I gravitate towards. So It cracks me up. Oh, like I said, I went to the, the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Parade party mm-hmm. thing when I was a kid and there was a big float for Hercules and it had all the muses dancing in front of it and then Hades, Pain and Panic were on the front of the float and there was like a giant hydra was like at the oh, top yeah. and then on the back it had Meg it was supposed to look like she was chained by her wrist to mm-hmm. the thing and she was like fighting it like trying, she just like looked bored and annoyed and then every now and then she would like tug against the chain but like looking back at the video the chain is connected to her hip and not even to her the wrist. float. <laughs> like, it's to her wrist, to her hip. And so uh, she's just fighting pulling against, against her hip. And, like, going back and watching those videos, I'm just like, 
Peg, what are you doing? <laughs> what? Maybe this is the re- maybe Meg's the reason why I like angry De- Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Y'all would like on the Disney Cruise Line, or at least when I went, there was a whole show host. It was like Villains Tonight, and it's mm-hmm. hosted by Hades Pain and Panic. Nice. And it's like a villains awards banquet kind of. It was so funny, but he's a um, guy. <laughs> Hades is one of the coolest villains. Absolutely. I could go on a whole total different thing on like who is the scariest Disney villain. The right. answer is Judge Frollo, but and Gaston. But moving on. Nobody does it like Gaston. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say my top four ended up being my top four to kind of choose from near the end were uh, Hercules, Treasure Planet. Emperor's New Groove and Tangled. That that end up being my top four. Tangled just because of how much it meant to Alex and oh. about oh. us and stuff. So that that's why it got in there. Emperor's is just it was just funny. It was just out of all these kind of ones that were always like, oh, there's a even though it's kind of got a moral in the story and stuff. It was kind of the first ones I remember that was just there to be funny. Yeah, like it wasn't really like a super serious movie. And Treasure Planet, of course, just from aesthetics. It's what got me into really a pretty good bit into like pirates and stuff like that at the time. And just that kind of weird steampunk-esque futuristic thing was really neat that kind of happened in it. And then, of course, Hercules, same reasons as kind of you. It got me into that sort of mythology Mm -hmm. and just the character design, the way it was. And it, it just got me more and more into it. And then a little bit more kind of when the TV show sort of released for a little bit there. I enjoyed it. Even though now I look back, I was like, that doesn't really make a ton of sense as far as the show itself. But whatever. Originally when we did this, or when I started making these brackets, I used a bracket that was like online that went viral on Facebook mm-hmm. a few months ago. But it was missing a lot of these, so I went back and made my own. And I was surprised Frozen made it really high up on your list on that bracket mm-hmm. race. That, that kind of shocked me. It's it's <laughs> a I really enjoyed it because I have a younger sister, and we're the same ages as Anna and Elsa, and very similar personality wise. Mm-hmm. So I had a big connection, and we do the birthday parties and all that. But I was just surprised how high it made it up on your list. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do top five just because my, some of these are just so tied right on here. Um, mine are the Lion King, Tarzan, the Little Mermaid, Tangled and Lilo and Stitch. Okay. Um, Lion King, I just feel like it's one of those, like, and a lot of people think Disney, Mm -hmm. they think the Lion King. And it's one of my favorite experiences in the park, too. In Animal Kingdom, they have the Festival of the Lion King, and it's like this big show that you go in, and there's these floats, and there's these dancers, and there's a fire twirler, and uh, acrobats, and all this stuff. And I literally, I have never gone into there and watched a show without crying, just with how beautiful it is. And I just feel like, I'm so excited about the new live-action remake, (laughs) y'all. I can't wait either. I can't wait. Um, Tarzan's another one of those like that I have a strong emotional co- bond to because 
it's an, the the lullaby in it is what my mom sang to me growing up as a kid. And then Phil Collins did not have to go as hard as he did on that soundtrack, but he did that oh, for us. And you know, he <laughs> recorded that soundtrack in like every language it came out in. Really? Yeah, he did oh. the soundtrack. They didn't have someone else translate it and do mm-hmm. it. He did the soundtrack and sang it in all the different languages it came out in. And like, he rocked it. Tarzan's okay. a wonderful movie. Oh, yeah. Little Mermaid, was Ariel was my favorite princess growing up until she was my number one before tangled came out and then sorry ariel uh rapunzel kicked you back into off the boat and back into the water so and then that leads me to my top two tangled and lilo and stitch and that is the hardest decision oh no on this whole thing and it it brace and i before we even start recording this we he had to talk through this with me for like 30 minutes the other night holy moly on going back and forth on which movie was better and i ended up finally deciding on lilo and stitch as overall is my okay favorite however Tangled does have the best scene in animated history, in my opinion, and that is the lantern scene. It is the most beautiful cinematography ever. I have a painting of it downstairs in our living room. I have a reenactment of it downstairs (laughs) in our living room and a painting of our reenactment of it downstairs in our living room. So it's just, it's great. Those are my all-time favorite movies. And like I said, I have a sister, so Lilo and Stitch. People say Frozen was like the first sister's movie. No. Right. It was Lilo and Stitch. Okay. And about it just being the whole family thing. It's the best. All right. Let's uh, get on to Pixar. Before, real quick, is there an overrated film, Disney-wise, that you... Frozen. Frozen. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um... I'm not trying to put like a negative on it. No, no. But like, uh, they're, they're, yeah. I think, let's see. I'm going to get hate for this. Go for it. Uh, I love Aladdin. Oh, no. But I don't think it's as good as everybody. Oh, If no. it weren't for Robin Williams. Right. He's what makes it one of the best movies. But mm-hmm. for it to be considered like one of the Disney movies. Mm-hmm. No. Oh no, mine was also frozen. So frozen. yeah, like I, I, hmm. don't it's, get me it's wrong. good, it's good, but like I don't think it. It just feels good for one song, two songs, two songs. Mm. Let but, it go. Yeah, yeah. But I just didn't understand like how it could be yeah. like that crazy. Good, but also at the same time I do. Yeah, but I just don't relate. I, to I it. don't That's think why. it's as good as everybody makes it out to be. Right. But I still think it's a great movie, and I thought it was really funny that it was one of the first ones Disney did that like makes fun of itself, kind of thing. Like it's it making fun of the Disney formula mm-hmm. in a way. It's subverting expectations. But no, don't get me wrong. I love Aladdin. I'm yeah. super excited for the the remake. Same. But it's not one of my tops. Gotcha. Um, she's not one of my top princesses. She's not one of my top princesses either. Mulan was a but. far superior movie. Um, yeah. The Little Mermaid's a far superior movie. Like, but I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Moving on to Pixar. 
Pixar time. You said you really struggled. With I, I, this it's one. The, the the second matchup is hard because that's literally like in my top movies mm-hmm. of all time. I'm curious to see. We could just on a count of three. But, yeah. uh, we could do like a group one on this. We could. So cars or Bugs Life. For me, cars. Cars. Bugs Life. I hate cars. So cars. So. I, I love cars, the first one, but I understand why people hate it. I completely understand. Kachiga, Kachiga. Yeah, yeah. I hate it for Mater and other. If Mater was taken out of the movie, yeah. I'd enjoy cars. Wow. There's, there's one scene. So my friend that loves Sleeping Beauty, yeah. Cars is her favorite movie, too. What's wrong with Rusty Cars? But so she also made me. We drank a little bit and we watched Cars, and that's the most I've ever enjoyed <laughs> Cars. But there's this one part where they're driving by, and it's got that little car, the little minivan with the little, the wheel is like a little bit flat, and the yeah. the, the bed is on the mattress is on the head. It's like trying to get around. It's like me 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 me, and like we would pass each other at work because she worked with me at Toy Story. We'd be like me 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 as we walked by each other, and that will forever be my favorite part of Cars. But <laughs> I don't know. Cars just isn't yeah. my favorite. All right, Steven. What? Oh wait, sorry. Or uh, Wally. Up or Wally? Yeah. That's 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 tough. Cause I I, mm, I went with up. I went, I, with, I went up. with up too, but it hurts me to not go with Wally. Wally is a very beautiful movie, and it's a very underrated movie. Extremely. I feel underrated. like a lot of older people, not mm-hmm. like that we're old, but like right. kids do not like Wally. Because it's quiet. Yes. It's a very quiet, but adults slow burn film. Enjoy Wally. Yeah. It's cute. It's such a cute movie. And and I've only seen it once. And it's pure. I've seen it up like five times. Yeah. And it's still that hard. The Ugh. wilderness must be explored. Yeah. Caca, bra. <laughs> the good dinosaur or finding Nemo. 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 That was an easy choice, Nemo. The good dinosaur yeah. is also. It was a very, it's yeehaw dinosaurs. Yeehaw dinosaurs. I actually really enjoy the scene where it's got a Samuel Elliott, a.k.a. Other Ron, a.k.a. Caretaker. As yeah, the, the T-Rex. T-Rex that, the cattle ranching T-Rex. That, that was the best part of the movie. I, don't get me wrong. I cried a lot in A Good Dinosaur. Right. But it wasn't, and I think it's one of my least favorite Pixar movies. Wow. And then Toy Story or Ratatouille? Toy Story. Story. Yep. <laughs> Toy Story 3 or Monsters University? Toy Story. That's a matchup I didn't see. I haven't seen both of them. <gasps> I, of course, you know, I've mentioned I haven't seen Toy Story 3. I have Toy I do not have Monsters University, but yeah. I do have Toy Story but 3. We could go to theaters and watch it. And I, could I would cry. assume that 3 would be... I would like 3 a lot. I picked Monsters so. University. <gasps> get out of our house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get out of your house. <laughs> Monsters Inc. or Cars Three. Monsters Inc. Monsters, Monsters Inc. Inc. Yep. Easy. I did enjoy. I Cars still forget 3. that there's. Believe it or not, I really liked Cruz Ramirez, and I might be biased towards mm-hmm. her because I, she sat outside Toy Story and told me, "Hey, nice treads." Oh, every day. So like, Cruz, I love you, babe. Self-esteem boost every day. Was yeah. like, I do have. Nice she's treads. she's back in the. Uh, Fun fact, all the cars, you know, you, they used to be meetable, meetable. Uh, they used to be, they had the meet cars as meet and greets in Disney, oh. in Hollywood Studios. 
they are all underneath a little tarp in the cast member parking deck now. So nice. I could go park with Lightning McQueen and Mater on a reg. It's fine. Um, Cars 2 or Brave? Brave. 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 Easily. Cars 2 was mm-hmm. a trash movie. It's the worst <laughs> one on this list. Inside Out or The Incredibles? Incredibles. 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 Inside Out was a wonderful movie, though. And did y'all know, interesting fact, with the whole disgust as one of the people, mm-hmm. they changed the food that Riley was disgusted by in each country? Really? Like, in America, it was broccoli. In um, Japan or China... I can't remember. It was like green beans or something. Like they they changed. Oh, oh no, it was green peppers. Okay. Like they I love green peppers. Because you know, like in America, lots of kids hate broccoli. Right. There, lots of kids hate green peppers. Like they they change the food in each country. That's neat. That's cool. Uh, Toy Story two or The Incredibles two. Toy Story two barely. Toy Story two by a long shot. <laughs> Incredibles two. Association. Mm. Because of Incredibles. Coco yeah. or Finding Dory? Coco. Coco. Right. It's got the aesthetic that I love a lot. I loved Coco. I hadn't seen it till about two or three nights ago. Something no, we like watched that. it earlier this and week. And it jumped up my list like pretty high as far as like favorite movies go mm-hmm. after I watched it because for me it was like it was a big music thing and growing up and stuff wanted to be the musician and like all Ernesto that kind of thing. and <laughs> all that kind of weird stuff which is just like it's kind of even though it's not like to the same degree it's also like the same sort of deal where you like figure out maybe the guy who's your like idol and stuff probably shouldn't have been right as far as for music taste and that kind of thing so i identified to that because apparently spoiler some, alert yeah because yeah. apparently someone in my family of friends or something like that is at one point it was somehow related to like Axl Rose and they got to meet him once. Right. And apparently he was mean as a snake. That's the consensus of what mm-hmm. I've heard. From so everybody. he was my favorite like hero, I guess as a child for like being a singer. Cause I, that's all I would listen to was guns and roses when I got super into rock music. Right. And then when I found that, I was like, Oh man, that, that kind of sucks. That's why I don't I don't I don't care to meet any celebrities ever. Yeah, it sucks because they always say never meet your heroes. Right, they'll always let you down. Because if if I meet Jim Carrey and he's like a butt, I'm done. Like that's yeah. that's my life. That's John my Stamos was really nice. That's as good. I accidentally called him out, but um, <laughs> at Toy Story, I did not realize he was John Stamos. I was like, sir, you're in the wrong area. <laughs> He was not in the wrong area. He was John Stamos. But he was really nice about it. Yeah, he just kind of smiled at me and went on his day. And I was just like, huh. I didn't realize till like 30 minutes later when he was getting back on the ride. I was like, oh my God, that's John Stamos. I just told John Stamos you're going the wrong way. You treated him like a human being. I did. Good that, job. That's what we're supposed to do. We're not allowed to talk to celebrities as if they were celebrities. Right. Captain America would have gone orange. Yeah, when I worked at Mission Space, it's two different versions of the ride. There's the fast version mm-hmm. and this version that doesn't spin. And before you get on the ride, we had to go green or orange, more intense or less intense. And the guy who trained me apparently met uh, Chris Evans, mm-hmm. Captain America, and was like, more intense or less intense? And he's like, oh, I'm going to go less, I'm going to go green. And my trainer apparently went, Captain America would have gone orange. <laughs> 
and he's like, fine, give me the arm. <laughs> that's amazing. That, that still cracks right, me up. So we've gotten down to... So let's do wanna... top three. Yeah. Okay. Because I know this one was a harder one for you. That's It's a lot easier because like the top outweighs everything else. Yeah. Like, they're like in a league of its own when yeah. it comes to my top. So it's... Can I do top four? Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to build up, obviously, like the last time. Uh, number four, Toy Story. I feel that's a solid Only choice. number four? Yeah. No, no, it's not. And it's not because you just said that. It's totally because you just said no. that. You made him feel bad. No, it's not. Because <laughs> Wally is going to be... I'll put Wally number four. Okay. Toy Story number three. Mm. Two up, one Incredibles. And I feel like a lot of people agree with Incredibles as number one. They do. They do. A lot of friends that I've talked to put Incredibles like at number one. Either Incredibles, but we are Wally, also all superhero yeah. fans. Big. Superhero it's it's fans, just a so really it's... interesting movie, especially like the how like detailed they went with things it was a little like like really you went that far in with your animation like someone in the sequel, zoomed they in. Definitely did. That wasn't a mm-hmm. sequel. Oh yeah, that's why it took the sequel so long. The uh, like, there's literally like a part where like someone zoomed in and like you can see like the lint lifting up on like Mister Incredible's yeah. like shirt. Pixar has always been extremely detailed. That's why it took so long to make um, Brave. Mm-hmm. They animated each strand of hair. Same for Sully and Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. And Tangled, even though Tangled is not a Pixar movie, right. they also did her animation. Is just so weird and interesting. I love it. Like. It's mm-hmm. like weird stuff you figure out, like animating each individual strand of hair, or even though this isn't Disney, like how the grass and Shrek is actually just hair animated green. Yeah. Oh. Because their grass the texture grass effects, wouldn't they move didn't like, like it. what they wanted, but the hair texture would. <laughs> hey, hey, it works. Yep, whatever gets it done. Yeah. But and... This is not a DreamWorks podcast, though, sir, so I need to keep your... <laughs> Shrek facts out of my Disney thing. That is one thing about working at Disney. All the people come in universal gear. Ask me where Hogwarts is. You're going to exit the park. Take International Drive a good ways down. And then enter Universal Studios. And that's where you will find Hogwarts. That's super funny. (sighs) And the people, you you know, at Disney, people go around wearing the Mickey ears. At Universal, they go wearing Shrek ears and uh, okay. one of my friends would go around disney wearing shrek ears and it would drive me i mean if i was gonna go to universal i'd wear donkey ears see i wore my hogwarts gear yeah. or my jurassic park deer gear oh yeah mm-hmm, yep although that ride is closed now but whatever dang is it because the dinosaurs escaped no it's because they're turning it into a jurassic world ride oh no. so they did escape <laughs> Thank God. Race hated that ride. <laughs> oh, I no. hate that ride. You hate all dinosaur rides. I hate all of them because they're meant to be horror rides, and I do not do horror well. Oh, that's they're right. They're kids' rides. I still close my eyes on dinosaurs. I know you do. It's in every picture we take on dinosaur. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Time Race. for the entire world to insult me. <laughs> yeah, are we going to insult you based on your Meanwhile, list, too? Meanwhile, I'm, I'm, I'm shaking with Dr. Seeger going, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. 
that's part of the dialogue of the ride. If you're a time traveler and you're uh, going to pick up an iguanodon, but you're like right before the meteor strike. You just meteor said my favorite dinosaur ever. The iguanodon. Yes. Hey, you're, you're, you're trying to pick up the iguanodon and bring it back with okay. you. But it's like seconds before the meteor shower that made the whole extinction happen. Right. And you keep on stopping because the car picks up this dinosaur and it's not the right one. Or then the Conotaurus comes chasing you and, oh, no, we lost traction in our vehicle. And then finally you're trying to make it to the teleporting back and it's like the card is shaking and Dr. Seeker's like, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. <laughs> That's my favorite part. But it's great. Race. So back yeah. to your top three. So mine ended up being Toy Story One, Incredibles, and Coco. One, okay. two, three. Uh, three, two, one. So Coco oh, was my number Coco. one. Oh, Coco. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had, that's why I was saying that I yeah. on the group chat when I was like I changed his ranking. It's because it was just Coco. it was just so phenomenal. Like for me, it was, it was like a lot of like things like. The like, for instance, in Coco, there's the scene where they figure out that he's into music, and the grandma smashes his guitar, and that almost just wrecked me at the beginning because, as someone who, like, I build guitars in a very amateur sense of the term. Well, so and, does uh, Miguel. So yeah, <laughs> his is his is very. But like that was one of the cool things about it was like I could see all the stuff he had done. Like he had parts nailed in. Like and he couldn't. He didn't know how to actually get his a uh, hold of frets or couldn't because of where he was. So he had nails just inserted on the side of the guitar to act as the frets and just the weird little things that like he had screws as like the tuners and just little things like like you would tell this kid like spent as much time as he could to make his dream guitar with what little he could knowing that his family would you know not allow him to do it and just the fact that it was broken i was like i can't imagine like they didn't show it in the movie or anything like that but i was like i can't imagine how long it took him to build that guitar and learning how to play guitar on on such a guitar like that like there's it was probably so out of tune there's probably little things and stuff that just weren't right about it acoustically and all that kind of stuff but he made what he could work and then this thing that he probably spent a really really long time to do aside from almost burning his house to the ground because of all those candles he had lit in Mm. the attic that would probably have burned that entire little thing down in such a dry climate aside from all that (laughs) he uh he spent probably so much time putting that guitar together and learning how to play and then it getting smashed in front of him would have just like killed me as a kid. And then the rest of the movie was just super beautiful. The music in it's fantastic. And for being a kid's sort of movie, it's very adult. And Pixar does that a lot though. They Inside do. Out is about depression. Mm-hmm. Um Toy Story 3 is about the inevitability of death and growing up, you know. And it was just... But there was, like, even stuff like... Find Dory's about mental illness. You would think they... Even though they don't specify it and stuff like that, there's stuff like they drink the tequila shot, like, as the guy, like, passes away in the movie. Knuckles drag on... Yeah, the knuckles drag across the floor. And there's just lots of... There's just lots of things in there. It's like they could have removed it because it's going to be for a kid, but they let it be real because in that culture, it's not Mm -hmm. even just... 
the fact it's an adult thing, it's just something that's a part of it. And the fact they let a lot of that stuff stay mm-hmm. was really cool to me. And speaking of culture, I mean, it's such a great movie for representation, too. The fact mm-hmm. that there's a Disney song in Spanish, that it's meant to be in Spanish and stuff. And at Epcot right now in the Mexico Pavilion, they've changed a lot of it over to Coco. And it's just really pretty and beautiful. Although there's a rumor saying they're changing the Three Caballos ride to a Coco ride. And as cool as that would be, I love Three Caballos ride. So I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, Toy Story would have probably been, a Toy Story 2 probably would have been above Toy Story for me. But just because of where the bracket was, those would ended up in my top three. Right. My top three? Incredibles is just Elastigirl. Okay. <laughs> My top three Pixar movies, Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shocker. In that order? No. No. Toy Story 3 is in third. But this is another. I, I had a hard time between Toy Story 1 and 2. But I think Toy Story 2 ends up coming on top mainly because I love Jessie. She's one of my favorite characters. Um. The fact that Buzz and Woody are already friends at the beginning of this movie. And it's just, you know, going beyond the fanship. And the number one hit, Woody's Roundup, is featured Jesus. in Toy Story 2. <laughs> and to- but also, you know, When Somebody Loved Me is an amazing song as well. I'm a married spud. I'm a, I'm married, a married spud. I'm a married spud. I'm Barbie comes to us in Toy Story 2. And I've never been a Barbie girl growing up. but Oh, my cheeks hurt. Are they gone? Oh, good. My cheeks hurt from all this smiling. That's the most like accurate line from a cast member ever. And then my <laughs> personal favorite scene from two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Playing catch Cats with, with my, my dad. dad. Go, Go long, son. <laughs> I am your father. No. But, so and then the fact that Pixar does the blooper reels at the end of their movies. They do so good. So is so funny. Disney started doing that with some of their movies. Like when they re-released uh, Lion King, they did a blooper reel okay. with Lion King, and it's really funny. But Pixar started that with... Um, they started with Bugs Life. Yeah, Bugs Life had it. Okay. I don't know if... I can't, I can't remember Toy Story 1 having a blooper reel, but I know Bugs Life did. I don't remember. I don't but you guys will know more. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. But... And then, you know, Pixar has its running things like you will always find the Luxo ball. Mm-hmm. You'll always find the lamp. Mm-hmm. Pizza truck. The pizza truck. Yeah. The um, Pizza Planet delivery truck. And uh, what's his face's voice? Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm blanking The guy who plays voice. Ham? Ham. He's Mac in Cars. Oh, my gosh. Okay. What? Who's he in Coco? Good question. One second. Uh, I feel so dumb not remembering his name all of a sudden. Forgive me, Disney fans. John <laughs> Ratzenberger. Okay. And he's the underminer. And oh, Incredibles. Incredibles. He's the orthodontist. And uh, Nemo? No, remember when they're going through the customs and they're, oh, you're on your family's ofrenda. He was the guy on the orthodontist ofrenda, the guy with the braces. Oh, yeah. Or at least I'm assuming that because this looks like Spanish for orthodontist. 
It's Juan Ortodoncia. Hmm. Maybe I don't, know. I don't know. That that's my best guess. But he is in. He is every a voice Pixar. in every single Pixar movie. That's awesome. Every single one, <clears throat> including Wally, which was a clip of him on the TV. Nice. Uh, I think because it says he's voiced John. So. Yeah, I think he plays the president or whatever. No. But no, hmm. that's a different guy. I remember who plays the president now. Yep. So, now is the last question. Yes. You said Hercules was your number one? Yes. Hercules versus... Incredibles. Incredibles. And that goes Hercules versus Coco. Hercules. Incredibles. Mine would be Lilo and Stitch versus Toy Story 2. Lilo and Stitch. Oh, oh wow. We got two Disney and one Pixar. Backwards. I was just trying to go Wait. the distance. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Two Disney. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I thought you. Uh, you. I. It was the way you were nodding your head. I got myself <laughs> confused. Because you like gestured at him. And then I was thinking, you two picked Pixar and I picked Disney. And I was like, wait, no, he also picked Disney. Yep. So that makes yes. sense. It's, it's it's a tough choice, but I just think Incredibles is a, a good bit above yeah. everything else for me. For me, I just was trying to go the distance. So Hercules went the distance. I know. Don't, don't, don't try to make me feel bad <laughs> about this. I because I will. love my Ohana. So... And Elvis mm-hmm. Presley doing the soundtrack, like, you can't go. My family is obsessed, Oops. sorry, with Elvis. My cousin, for his, mm-hmm. like, 10th birthday party, we had an Elvis impersonator, and it was just, like, a huge, like, we love Elvis. Elvis. But um, that's about it. Anybody want to make some last-minute comments or? Disney's good. Disney Watch is, more Disney. Uh, that's underrated. That is an <laughs> understatement. Disney is phenomenal. It's okay. magical. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. But yes, we should do Disney movies like live action one time. I'll be on. down for that. Or if we ever want to do, mm-hmm. we know we're going to record our Suicide Squad thing. We should do a Disney one. And the Suicide Squad is going to happen. And this is our uh, go-to mention of Suicide Squad. We got to. We got to yeah. because. Like, am I going to watch it by myself or am I going to watch it with people? Because I don't mind either We're gonna way. We're going to watch it together, I thought. Okay, yeah. good. All right, cool. But let's go. we don't like to say goodbye here, so we're going to do a phrase. It's quaharini. It means to go well and see you real soon.